Hi guys, and welcome to IGN UK Podcast 165. I'm Luke Carmali, and joining me this week is absolutely no one, um, because we have all been struck down by various illnesses and the curse of Christmas. Um, everyone is very, very busy. Um, but never fear, while we may not have quite as much joy for you as usual in terms of banter, we do have something very, very special. We sat down with um, Adam Brown, who plays Ori the Dwarf, in The Hobbit uh, last week. So we have an interview with him for you. Um, but just before we go into that, a um, couple of things. Uh, Chris and I have both seen The the Hobbit. We saw it in 48 frames per second. And we'd just like to say to you guys, after all the kerfuffle and people wondering whether it would be any good, um, you know what? Give it a go. Um, that's the way you should see it because it's quite exciting and it's definitely something new. Um, and I saw it hungover and I didn't feel too nauseous. So it's definitely worth giving it a go. Um, and the other little thing that um, Adam let us in on, a little bit of trivia for you, is that Ori is actually one of the dwarves you see in The Lord of the Rings. He's one of the skeletons in the Mines of Moria. So there you go. That's a, that's a little treat for you. So anyway, without further ado, um, here is our interview with Adam Brown, who plays Ori the dwarf in The Hobbit. Hi there then, this is uh, Chris and Dan, and we are here with Adam Brown, who plays Ori in The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, Adam? I, I'm good, yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, I go, I go to New Zealand tomorrow, so I'm... Um, Why yeah. is that, for the premiere? Yeah, it? for the premiere, so... Wow. Yeah, I'm, so whilst whilst I'm talking to you, I'm also going, remember to pack your underpants, remember <laughs> to pack your <laughs> How long are you out there for, for that? Um, I think we're out there for a week, and then we go to New York, and then back back here in wow. London yeah that must be pretty exciting yeah we're mega excited about it yeah so how did you get yourself in a Hobbit movie then yeah I'm kind of asking that same question as, as well um I it was a really random story I I had my own comedy theatre company uh, for about 10 years prior prior to doing this we used to do the Edinburgh Festival and touring circuit and um yeah one day I got an, a call from my agent saying, I've got an audition for The Hobbit for you. And I was like, oh, that's really good. Um, I'm doing a show at the moment. Where, where's, where's this Hobbit show going to then? What, what venues is it playing? And is it, uh, is it a long tour? And he's like, no, no, it's not a tour. It's not, you're not doing a theatre show. It's, it's the movie. And it was when uh, Martin couldn't do um, Bilbo at the time because of Sherlock commitments. So they, they were looking for lots of people under a certain height. And I kind of into that bracket and so I went along and um, had a really nice time in the, in the audition. So the audition was for Bilbo? Yeah. They were trying to recast him in that time where... Yeah, in that time okay. when he couldn't... It was contract yeah. things mm. with Sherlock and uh, yeah, so I did my first film audition for Bilbo Baggins. Wow. Knowing that I wasn't Bilbo, you know, I, I knew that. Does that quite help though? Like, does that take the pressure off? Like, I guess you know. so. I was more kind of... I, I was more in the kind of I need to get through this kind of first aud- audition for a movie. So as long as I walk out not feeling an idiot, then I'll be okay. Yeah. And I did. And I came out going, oh, that's, that's okay. I, did, I didn't make a tit of myself. That's all right. And then um, I got a call from an agent saying, Adam, they've watched your tape. They never give feedback because they're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people. But they loved what you did. You're not Bilbo, but they loved you. They're going to think of a, a character for you, some kind of dwarf. And I was nodding my head of great, fantastic. I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what a dwarf meant. You know, I didn't, I hadn't, I'd read the book years and years ago, but I couldn't really remember it. And then I didn't hear anything for possibly about eight, nine weeks. And then I was in my car 
on the North Circular and I got a call saying, um, okay, hold on tight. You are going to New Zealand in January, which is about five weeks away. And uh, yeah, it's a two movie deal at that time. And, uh, yep. and um, yeah, you're out there for 18 months. Wow. That's the dream come true, isn't it? Yeah, like stupidly. <laughs> like I was saying to my friends, this doesn't happen. You know, it's it's that uh, that thing. Of, you know, that f- saying that oh Spielberg's calling. It's yeah. kind of like that. You yeah. know, it, ridiculous. So yeah, I I that... screamed and shouted a lot, and then I got really panicky, going, "Oh my gosh, they got the wrong Adam Brown. What if I'm really crap?" You know, and then yeah, just kind of went out there. And the first time I met Pete and Fran and Philippa was in. Pete's um, house having a barbecue. So oh, that's very real. The thing is, unlike um, the Lord of the Rings experience, all those actors that took part in those movies said it was unlike any other experience they've ever had in their professional lives. Because, you know, if you got any other movie part, what's that? Maybe eight weeks of shooting? Yeah. But this is like a year and a half. Yeah. And, and I was changing t- I was entire told lifestyle. by the guys, like Martin said to me, Adam, do not get used to this. This is not, this is not the world of making movies. You know, we're, we're done in a couple of months, really, after, you know, mm. 18 months. And I was reading all this, you know, what doing all the um, research and seeing all the Lord of the Rings guys going, oh, we're one big family, It's we're, we're such a close-knit. And I was going, oh, yeah, come on, that's a great story for the old press. <laughs> yeah, like, it? we've all got tattoos. Yeah, oh, we're one, we're one big happy family. But it really is. I mean, it's so true. Like, the way the world is out there in terms of, um, you know, you're, you're in New Zealand, you're miles from anywhere. Uh, my, I was doing the film, and then my next door neighbours were Martin and Ian and Orlando, and and you do become friends, and 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 you, I don't think you'd have that if it, if they were filming in London, you'd be, you know, doing the film, then you go home, to, home to, to your yeah. own life. But our life became the people on the cast and the crew, and yeah. So, so you play Ori in the movie. Can you tell us a little bit about him? Um. Yeah, he's 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 uh he's the baby of of all the dwarfs. He's uh he's kind of the fish out of water kind of dwarf that really shouldn't be on this journey at all. Um, kind of it's easier to say what he he's not actually. All the other guys are big butch, axe wielding kind of dwarfs, <laughs> and uh, and I'm kind of the naive little little uh, baby new recruit kind of thing. Um, so there, they've all got armor and stuff, and I've got. A knitted cardigan. <laughs> I've got a slingshot as my weapon of choice. Um, of course, he gets his mojo after a while, and uh, by the end of the third movie, you know, I hope to think Ori is a a good old fighter. But um, at the beginning, yeah, not. And what was it like the first time you met your fellow dwarves? Yeah, it was great. It was it was at a barbecue um, at Pete's house, and. Uh, yeah, I, I remember walking up the stairs and I saw Mark Hadlow, who plays my older brother, and Jed Brothby. Um, they're, they're the Nori and Dory of the group. And they just came up to me and went, brother! <laughs> they gave me the biggest hug and it was like, ah, oh, I could kind of relax. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. What's Peter Jackson's house like? Um, yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah, right. lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, Pete's got this... He's got he owns quite a few houses on this peninsula and and all the hobbits all the dwarfs kind of usually stay in his houses along it's a bit like a wisteria lane of wow. uh, <laughs> of uh, Tolkien characters. Wow, someone should make a movie about that someday. Yeah. 
Um, and I was going to ask you about about the dwarves. Who's who's the who's the toughest of all the dwarves? Um, oh, that'd be uh, Graham McTavish who plays Dwalin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, actually, we became really good friends. We're like the chalk and cheese. <laughs> I think because we had our um, makeup done together. Um, yeah, he's he's the badass. And who's the funniest? Um, apart from your good self, obviously. Co- apart from me, of course. <laughs> Uh, I think Stephen Hunt, who plays Bomber, you just look at him, he's he's hysterical. You know, his costume is absolutely ridiculous. He'd have trouble getting in the room, you know, or sitting down. He's, he's, I think he's definitely he's definitely going to be the comic relief as well. And I was going to ask about the, the music as well, because there's obviously songs in the book, and it seems from the trailer there's songs in the film. Mm-hmm. So how was that? Did you all have to learn to sing, or were you all singers? Or Yeah, when we first arrived, we had... Uh, dwarf boot camp which consisted of stunt training horse riding lessons um uh, uh, you know archery um dialect lessons and singing lessons and uh yeah i'm not i'm not the best singer in the world but um we all soon learned how to kind of hold hold a tune but uh yeah we they've used some of the songs which is really good what kind of accents do the dwarfs Mm. have all different types. They're all like in their family groups. They come from different regions of Middle Earth, I guess. Um, but because I, in the original Lord of the Rings film, they kind of imitated different, like sort of British regional accents, if I remember. This kind of also yeah. slightly Cockney. I remember. Yes. Do yeah. the dwarves have a particular re- regional accent that's um, in the family groups? Yeah, yeah. For, uh, Thorin and Philly and Kilia are kind of a northern accent. I would say northern English. Um, Jimmy Nesbitt and uh, is obviously is Irish, so they they stick to their family groups. But yeah, very, very uh, strong types. Yeah. I mean, uh, my group, Orinorin Dory, um, I I I am my own accent, I guess, maybe slightly heightened. Um, but the story is that we have a uh, different, a uh, different fathers so we have different types of accents because we've traveled a bit more right, okay more yeah. worldly yeah a little bit more worldly, yeah. <laughs> in the <Nick> cardigan <laughs> yeah and what was the toughest toughest stuff to shoot when you're out there was it the fighting was it the horse riding was it some of the more dramatic uh, scenes um yeah anything anything that required like a bit of energy <laughs> was <laughs> was the hardest scene 88 which is probably the reason there is a third movie because it goes on forever, which is just running away from wargs, the big dogs. And, um, oh, my gosh, that just went on and on, and we just kept running. And we are like, when is this scene? We've actually, <laughs> one, of the, one of the stunt guys got me a T-shirt, and it said, uh, on the T-shirt, it said, uh, middle of fun run, scene 88, <laughs> it never stops. So, so that's my T-shirt. Like, it just kept going and going and going. Um, yeah, I think anything that was relentless like that was, was harder to do than horse riding or acting to a green ball certainly. yeah, yeah. some of that's in the first movie is it yeah because it's in the trailer i think yeah have you seen the first movie yet no i i i'm seeing it the day before the premiere so i see it yeah next week okay that's exciting yeah um you mentioned you mentioned the the third movie and obviously uh they just, they took the decision to split the book into two movies initially and then a few months ago uh, we heard that there was going to be a third film. So w- when did you first hear about that? And were you, were you surprised? Uh, yeah, we were, we were, we were pretty surprised. Um, 
But then it just, it felt so right because during it, we, we kept going, they've got so much more to do. We've got so much more to do. We haven't even done this scene yet. And, you know, think this movie's going to go on. I know Pete likes the long films anyway, <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. he? But um, this is going to be an ultra long film. Um, but yeah, we f- I found out maybe two or three months before I came home. So it was a bit of a shock for us. But um, I think they, tr- they were rushing to release the information at Comic-Con and then... Um, that wasn't sorted, but I soon after then we all found out that, yeah. After that decision was taken, was there some rewriting, restructuring of how, are they doing that all in the edit, or were things refilmed with a view to there being more dramatic breaks, if you know what I mean? Um, I know f- for a fact that the first, they, they changed the ending of the first movie, um, so the first movie ends in a completely different place than the original script, and but, you know, it's just the right place. Like, it's ridiculous now to think that they would have cut it at that place before. You yeah. know, it's so right where they've cut it now. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think Pete cleverly overshot a lot of stuff. Right, okay. And um, So it has enough to work with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And we're, I mean, I'm, I'm back out there again next year, May, June, July, and we're, we're, we still have yet to film the Battle of Five Armies, which is the big E, the big, the big, big, big... Um, battle um for the third movie so yeah but apart from that that's it's kind of all done really mm. have you have you seen the dragon yet no okay <laughs> it's worth asking yeah <laughs> was benedict out though he was yeah yeah he was yeah yeah well what's it what's it like he, he obviously plays the oh, smog yeah the, the dragon so what what's it like acting opposite the the, the green tennis balls as you call them or the characters that aren't there yet um I don't mind it. I mean, I've did ten years of theatre on with no budget, so I can pretend anything's <laughs> in a room. You know, <laughs> if we don't have a prop, I will pretend it's it, it's there. But um, yeah, no, I I, I kind of like it. You, you kind of get in your. It's like just doing theatre. Your yeah. own imagination goes wild, and I mean, they're really good actually. Pete would show show us concept artwork and drawings of what the world would be like um, if that was ready. But sometimes it wasn't ready, and uh, he would be like. Okay, it's over there. I remember one time. Oh no, I can't mention that because that's the second movie. <laughs> yeah, ah, that was a good story, but uh, well, you'll have, <laughs> to, have to wait. You have to come back in like a year's time and tell you that story. And tell us that story. Yeah, I will do. We'll have to yeah. bookmark that. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of the cast. Of, Dan mentioned this earlier. A lot of cast of the original trilogy went and got tattoos. Did you guys all do that? No, <laughs> you didn't. No, we didn't. No, there was a lot of discussion about it, and I, to be fair, I would have had one. Yeah. Um. We're we're a very different group of people. Um, the Lord of the Rings chaps were a lot younger than we were. I mean, I'm the youngest, one of the youngest, and I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Um, no, a lot of the dwarfs they've got families. Um, yeah. You know, there's Ken Stott. There's, you know, yeah, Jim Nesbitts. There's a. I mean, not that they're old old guys. No. But, um, no. Less irresponsible, yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> or let's have a few pints and go down to the tattoo parlor kind of vibe about that. No, that totally <laughs> makes, it totally makes sense. So no, what we have got though, and um, I hope one, one. we've got custom made rings. Oh, nice! And we'll be wearing them. I hope at the uh, the um, the premiere, and it it's very plain, and but inside is. Uh, that the that people can't see inside is an as personalized engraving to each dwarf. Oh, fun. So they can't be copied and they look very very um 
classy. And how did you come <laughs> up with those personalised messages? Was it from the book or from stuff that happened on set? Yeah, or? I mean, Weta, it, it's just it's just around the corner. And me and especially Graham McTavish, who I guess was a good friend, we just kept popping in there and we got, got a great dialogue and we talked to these guys and we said all this and they got so excited. Let's make let's make something. Let's let's do something. And they came back with all the designs and we picked and honed which one we wanted. So, yeah, I mean, they really invest in, in us when we're there, which is great, yeah. And that's us. You mentioned, you mentioned some of the, um, the original Lord of the Rings actors. Did you meet any of those guys? That Obviously, Orlando was acting in, in your I movie. I did, yeah. Orlando lived next door to me. Um, I met Elijah briefly. Of course, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough as well to um, come and see some of the filming in London because um, they did a very short bit in London. Um, for Ian Holm and um, Christopher Lee. So I met Christopher Lee, which was fantastic. It's quite scary as well, meeting Saruman <laughs> yeah, and Dracula. Yeah, literally in costume. <laughs> he's he's a, a big guy as well, isn't he? He's he is a big guy, yeah. And he's, his stories, we, we just listened to stories and Pete was, Pete was there going, you've got to be careful because he does like a story. Yeah, and then yeah. like, you could see uh, the, you know, all the rest of the crew waiting around while Christopher Lee finishes his story, <laughs> realizing he's just eating into uh, some more more time than they've uh, that they've. Uh, you can't meant say to be filming. you can't tell Christopher Lee. It's not no, you good. can't say. Oh, that's enough now. And he really knows his Tolkien. So I remember he used to, he reads Lord of the Rings every single year. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he absolutely adores it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, so what are you up to now? Now that the filming's nearly finished, you've got the three months in the summer. But have has this kind of changed your career trajectory? Are there other things I hope so in a way you know I'm really I'm really excited with what what could happen or what I want to happen um yeah it's all very new really this is a whole new world for me the whole film world I feel very safe in theatre but I'm quite I'm quite excited what it can bring I've certainly got a taste for it all you know yeah um comedy I think I'll always kind of be drawn to that area it's something I feel very comfortable and kind of feel quite good at it you know but um, um, yeah, I'm I'm it, I'm been too much in bloody Middle Earth world to even kind of consider what 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 lies beyond it. But yeah, uh, what was the come down like when you kind of finish in New Zealand and you leave? And like, it's I guess it's nice that you get to go back next summer. You get a break. Yeah, the but... journey it doesn't feel like it's ended. No, um, yeah, the the unexpected journey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, in so many ways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it was odd, but but it but it was. I see more of Ian McKellen, Martin, in London than I kind of did in New Zealand. You know, I'm, I was around Ian's house for Sunday lunch this Sunday. Um, <laughs> you know, so that that's what's really surprised me is the friendships have really stayed. Yeah, and, you know, they imagine here. telling yourself three years ago that you'd be going around to Ian McKellen's oh, house for Sunday lunch. Absolutely that's bloody ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I literally had one of those pinch myself moments. It was it was the royal wedding in. Um, whilst we were filming, and I, I decided to have a royal wedding party, and um, and then I, you know, I had all this bunting up, and we had like cakes, and it was all very British, and uh, and then I looked around, and oh, the doorbell went, and Hugo Weaving said, "Oh, I'm sorry, can I gate crash your party?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, of course, come <laughs> in," <laughs> and then I just sit there going, "Oh my gosh, yeah." Look! Look who's on my sofa. Miss Ian <laughs> McKellen, Hugo Weaving, Martin Freeman, all waving Union Jacks <laughs> in the air, going singing the hymns. Um, yeah, going. 
this time last year I was doing a tour, you know, of art centres and theatres and we'd lost some funding. So we were all like cramming into a travel lodge on our way to our next gig. So yeah, completely life-changing stuff, but fantastic. And how are you going to enjoy doing this sort of thing, the press side of it all? Yeah, well, you've caught me quite early on, so yeah. I'm, I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but then, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the hundredth time you've told the story. No, when, when, I, when, I, uh, when I'm trapped in a room and uh, repeating it over again, uh, but no, I'm excited about it, yeah. yeah. This feels like another type of adventure, you know, that I've already had the, the filming part. Yeah. This, is, this is a whole new thing for me as well. But yeah, I don't want to become jaded just yet. <laughs> Cool. Well, I'm going to finish off the interview with something I think we're going to ask all our guests from here on in. Um, I want to know, Adam, what is your favourite film, if you could pick one of all time? Um, my favourite film would be Big with Tom Hanks, definitely. And why is that? I just love it. I think I've watched it hundreds of times. Yeah. Actually, I caught it the other day. It, it was in the Prince Charles cinema. You know, they do... Um, they do double bills. and They, they do, do 80s movies and yeah. stuff like that. And I was just coming back from a wedding and I was like, oh, I want to go to the cinema. And I saw it on there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Yeah. I sat in there. My favourite film. And what's interesting about that one, I think, is that, you know, I'm about the same age as you. And when you watched it first time around, you were a kid and you watched it in one way. And now you're an adult. You watch Oh, it so many different, yeah, so yeah. many levels. Very clever movie. Very clever. <laughs> um, what's your favourite TV show? If you could pick one. Ah, uh, hard, really hard. Um... I reckon something like the Royal Family sitcom or, yeah, an old sitcom. Any uh, Ronnie Barker. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Barker. I love it. <laughs> like a Christmas special would be perfect. Yeah. Although I am really, there's there's that part of me and then I'm really, I've really got into Game of Thrones at the moment, so I'm like addicted to that. So there's there's the... Both sides. You should it. all be rivals with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> I want to see the Game of Thrones Hobbit fight. Mash up. The mash up. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, I was going to ask you what your favourite game is. Now, I know you're not a big gamer, but I think your favourite might be similar to mine. Yeah. Words with friends? Yeah, words with friends, yeah. yeah. Quite addictive. Good, so I'm going to have to get your name after this. And okay. We'll to start a battle. Yeah, we do it. Cool. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming Cheers. and speaking no, to us. No, it's been really good fun. Yeah, Thanks, really guys. appreciate it and can't wait to see the movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so good luck. Cheers. Thank Cheers. You. So that was our interview with the lovely Adam Brown, who, as I say, plays Ori in The Hobbit, and um, the film is out now. Uh, so that's pretty much it for this week, sadly, because, as I say, there's not many of us here. But the, if you want more stuff on The Hobbit, um, Chris did a really, really good quiz with um, all 13 dwarves, actually, from the from the film. So you can go on the site now and find that. Also, keep your eyes peeled next week, uh, because we've already filmed this, but we did a Quizmas special basically recapping all of the biggest events of the year in games and films. Um, and it was hosted by Pete Donaldson, who does our Out This Week videos, which are very, very funny. If you haven't seen them, you should do. Um, so that'll be going up a video a day um, over five days next week. And we're also planning on stripping the audio out from that and uploading that directly to iTunes. So um, keep an eye out for that. And yeah, um, we're sorry that this is um, a bit of a kind of truncated podcast, but hopefully you've enjoyed. And um, we will see you all next week.